Welcome to the Nerd Boys Podcast. What's good, people? It's your boy, Nerd Boy D, of the Nerd Boys Podcast. Once again, with my partner in crime, my podcasting soulmate, Neil Sendlack of the Nickel City Chronicles. And once again, we are joining forces to bring you that heat. Nickel City, Nerd Boys, got Chris Gullo of Empire State Wrestling on tonight. And we're going to talk some wrestling with him. We're going to talk about Empire State Wrestling. We're going to talk some WWE, WCW, ECW, Attitude, whatever. You know, wrestling. So, we got that heat for y'all. So, as usual, D, the Nerd Boy, Neil Sinlack, Nickel City, Nerd Boys, cue the intro. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Tell me what to do. You know who you're talking to. Welcome to Nickel City Chronicles. Today I'm with Nerd Boy D from the Nerd Boys. Nerd Boy D. And our special guest is Chris Gullo. How's it going, everybody? What's going on, Chris? Tell everybody what's going on with you. Ah, uh, hello much. Uh, so, uh, first off, thanks for having me on here, yeah. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you for the first time. Hey, you likewise, brother. Um, but uh, yeah, so I got a crazy background of a lot of things. Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, so I'm a ring announcer for professional wrestling, and in pro wrestling, I've also done managing, uh, refereed, and I've done commentary as well. Um, and I I still do stand up comedy uh, nice. as well. And you know, in a past life, I used to do radio and. Uh, <laughs> I uh, used to DJ and uh, I, I still act once in a while. Like uh, you'll see if you're my IMDb will have uh, no acting credits for 10 years. <laughs> and then I, and then, and then I, and then I was just recently in something last year for the first time in 10 years. Really? So, what was that? Uh, it was a, it was a Christmas movie. It was called Christmas staycation. And it was pretty cool. It was, like, oh, wow. it was a zoom movie. And like, I have a friend who's a, a filmmaker in Los Angeles and we were really good friends in college. And he's like, Hey, so I got a movie that you could be in. While you're in Buffalo, and then wow. it was it was pretty cool. I played like some some guy that just got out of prison, some weird dude. <laughs> like, That's pretty um, cool. But yeah, no, it was uh, so that 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 was cool. Uh, so I, I do that once in a while. Uh, I just and I announce MMA as well. Uh, and I have two podcasts and I'm on. So yeah, I, I I try to keep busy, and I'm in all types of forms. Yeah, you're all over the place. I noticed yeah. that. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know. We talk a little wrestling, local wrestling, uh, wrestling history on here. This would be fun. Yeah, man. That, so, yeah, I was talking to Derek about like my wrestling experience or what I 
enjoy about it was the nine, the late nineties, the Attitude Era, Stone Cold, The Rock. Hell yeah! And then even before that, you know, you had the Razor Ramones and Matt, Macho Man, Randy Savage. I remember watching VHS tapes of that when I was a kid, and uh, it, it's still good today. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll watch it from time to time, and uh, it's still still very enjoyable. It's still just as good as it always was. Yeah. It's just a different different kind of feel to it now. I it's, think the problem the problem I have with professional wrestling, like this, more so WWE, is like the whole scripted a- aspect of it. Like, uh, especially like with the promos. Yeah. Too scripted, sound too cheesy. Like, especially with the women, it sounds too much like some mean girls, like direct to DVD <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, the the promos from the '90s and the '80s were definitely more epic, you could say, because they, yeah. they, they they were just given something. And I, the, the the thing with WWE is, is they they don't treat it like a wrestling business; they treat it as an entertainment company. Like yeah. the problem is, like WWE puts themselves in the same category as Disney and right. ESPN, and like they don't put themselves in the same category as AEW or Ring of Honor or Impact or MLW. Right, like, right. So like they're they they got all those TV writers. They have a lot of TV writers. Yeah, and uh, they, they they get scripted style. I I think some guys make the best of it. But yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like look at a guy like Kevin Owens. Like he's still a great promo. WWE, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Look at his promos when he was Kevin Steen in, in the Indies. Like especially in Ring of Honor, it's mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Right. So I that would probably be you know my least favorite aspect. I'd agree with you on that. Um, yeah. I think it's changed. I mean, I could tell you that like I've as much as I'm involved in wrestling, like I still watch a lot more older wrestling than I do modern wrestling. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of modern independent wrestling uh, to kind of keep it. Cause that's like, the, that's kind of the, the, the world you're I'm in. in. Yeah. It's a world I'm in and I'll watch, Hey, you got to watch this or watch that. But like, I'll, I still like, I love, you know, you talk about the race and era. A lot of people kind of bad mouth it because it was like the lowest business like <laughs> yeah. they ever did. But in 1995, <laughs> I'm seven years old. Right. And that was the coolest thing to me. Going, coolest going thing in the world. shows at the uh, Niagara Falls Convention Center. And, like, I will still watch those 1995, like, superstars. Ric Flair. And in your house. And all, I, I love that time period. So. Yeah. Because I, I feel like it was a transition from, like, because guys were getting a lot better. Like, now, I feel like the wrestling itself is phenomenal now versus, like, the Attitude Era. You know, back then, you know, back in the 80s and everything. Yep. The wrestling itself is amazing. Like, you have some very, like, ricochet Seth Rollins is probably one of my favorite wrestlers right now in WWE. Oh, yeah. Kenny Omega, awesome. Like Mustafa Ali. Oh uh, that guy's named Daniel Bryan. Like and, and that's the one and it's thing. All, they're all super talented now. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing about WWE is like, you know, if you watch a lot of guys indie stuff versus like they WWE stuff, it's like you will see like the difference. Like they have to kind of tone it down with the WWE style. But a lot of these guys are, are a lot better than what they're allowed to do. Yeah. The the crazy thing about that is that has changed throughout all of wrestling. So I started in independent wrestling in 2011. So my 10 year anniversary is actually uh, wow coming up. That's uh, crazy. Good for you, man. It's coming up this December. And, That's amazing. Um, when I started, there was some really like, and, and at that time there were some really big names like Jay Lethal, all those guys. But like mm-hmm. on the local independent level. You had some high flyers and some guys that do impressive, but it was a lot of still that old school style brawling. You yeah. know, this guy can wrestle a legend because a legend doesn't want to do anything like right. that type of style. You know, and now, I mean, every match can be a barn burner on the independence. And yeah. like back then, you could probably say, oh, that guy needs a contract, but none of these guys. Now it's like 
the reason why WWE and AEW and all these other companies, there's guys they're missing out on because there's so many guys out there. Yeah. And, but they also have so many guys under contract too. So yeah, Yeah. you know, especially in Buffalo and we'll probably get into a little bit. Buffalo is on the rise. Huge. There is so much talent in this city right now for professional wrestling. Facts. And in the next three to five years, like a lot of these guys are going to be on national television. Yeah. So that's what you've been witnessing for the past few years, right? Yeah. Um. I've like so I've I've been really like blessed to like one of the companies I'm part of is Empire State Wrestling. Yeah. And uh, Empire I watched the last the last video you shared. Yeah. Empire it was State very Wrestling. entertaining too. Yeah. We're uh, and it, it, as soon as I watched, it, I was like, I gotta get this kind of podcast. Yeah. We're we're, we're we're gonna have a we're coming uh have a return day to stay tuned uh, to the ESW social media for that. But uh, so yeah, so. One of the great things about Empire State Wrestling is it gives young guys, local guys, a platform to wrestle some of these really great guys on the independents. I today, while we're t- taping this, is the two-year anniversary that we had Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. Now, if you told me at twelve years, at nine years old, I was going to be not only in ring wrestling ring announcing, but ring announcing the Ultimo Dragon, I, I, I would <laughs> be like, crazy. "You're crazy, right?" Um, but. These guys get these platforms to like work with with talent like that, and and one of the beautiful things about ESW is if you look at the last five years of shows, all these guys that are now working for WWE and AEW and Impact like were there. I mean, Johnny Gargano was wrestled for us a lot. Yeah, and boom, there there he is on NXT. Yeah, I love, I love Johnny Gargano. Um, and and like there's like right now there's so much talent like, and it's on all levels. Like you have. Who I think is the best best wrestler in Buffalo, New York, is Kevin Bennett, uh, and he's so multi talented. He is actually a really really good rapper. Really, uh, he puts out like rap videos on YouTube, like about things like Wario and stuff like that. And they do that does tons. That's like tons. sounds like some superstar in the making right tons there. Tons like, of if, you, yes. I mean, if you're multi talented like that, you're and gonna he, you can make it. You know, what he's I mean? a good audio engineer too. He makes beats and he he's produced podcasts, produced videos, really? and sounds like guy, my kind of guy. The guys, yeah, remix <laughs> Kevin Bennett. Check him out. Super talented. Um, you also have Daniel Garcia, who's got a really nice buzz right now. Uh, he had a really big WrestleMania weekend working all the independent shows. Nice. Um, really known for be really great technical wrestler. And you have Kevin Blackwood. That guy is like. He's, he's something different, man. Like, uh, I, first off, like, I, I love watching him wrestle. And you look at him, he's, he's covered in tattoos. He, he's got a whole he arm looks that's, the part. Like, that, that's, that's black. Like, yeah. just a whole black faded out arm. He, nice. He, he, you're like, this guy looks like a wrestler. Right. And really, uh, That's a really huge part of ring. it. You got to um, look the part. Uh, yeah. Anthony Gaines, really close friend of mine. Uh, he, Anthony is... He's like a he's like a local Brian Pillman, if I could say, in the aspect that you never know what Anthony's gonna do next. <laughs> Anthony could do super high fly matches. Anthony could do hardcore matches. Like he, none of a kind. Anthony Gaines, he's just superb. Um, yeah. And another guy who, like, you know, crowd pops are huge. You know, right? And Frankie Feathers, uh, who's a guy who works locally. It's a good name, Frankie Feathers. <laughs> really when his music hits and he comes out, the crowd, it, it just they go nuts. Yeah. Um, Vince Valor, who I, I, I like to call him the Aaron Anderson of the area. Yeah. Or like, he's, he, he just looks like a man's man. Yeah. And he, if you, if you, if you want to have 
a good match with like a great veteran or just a guy that's never been wrestling before. Put him in with Vince. Yeah. Vince. How's the how's local Vince following with these people? There's a steady people, a group of people that really are big fans. Yeah. No, I that's mean, good, some, of the, some of these fans will travel too. They will go outside of Buffalo. First off, ESW gets fans from like Canada and Syracuse and Binghamton and stuff like that. No, but cool. sometimes these fans will travel with the talent. Uh, a couple more I got people put over. Yeah, uh, yeah my bad. Bi- no, you're good. Big, <laughs> big time Bill Collier. Um, this guy should have had a contract 10 years ago. <laughs> he yeah. is huge, and he is probably one of the best big men around. He was just on AEW Dark uh, wrestling John Moxley and Adam Page. So, nice. like, How tall is he? Uh, he's like 6... I'd say he's like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, but, he, but he looks like he's 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, you know, Some people just know. look bigger. Yeah, and, yeah. And Bill, if you're taller than 6'2", six, 6'3", six, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't beat him up. But... but uh, <laughs> But and and Bill really was crucial to my development as far as I was just stacking chairs at a show and just working backstage, just trying to get in the business. And Bill goes, "Have that guy referee my match." I never refed in my life. That was, that was your first <laughs> and he, one. He had me do a ref spot, and uh, I, I could, could thank Bill Collier for days. Uh, Jonathan Ash is another guy. That's got to be fun. Oh yeah, Jonathan Ash is another guy. Now you guys may not heard of him. He's the behind the scenes guy that does all the production for Empire State Wrestling as far as the editing the videos. But he'll he'll put on the presentation and do the video switcher and stuff like that. And that guy, he should be working for a major company in their production in directing. Like, yeah, this is hundred percent. Nice. Like he's. Like I, I, every time we go to a new promotion, I never seen Ash in action. I'm like, wow, this is this is impressive. Like, they, they, he, 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 he's he's one of my best friends too. But and so I might sound biased, but like, I look at some of these major producers for major wrestling companies, and he, Ash is a better producer yeah. and director for sure. Um, oh yeah, it's definitely oh, high quality. I, I'm sure there's people I'm missing, but right there you have you have a producer guy, um, and and you got about six or seven wrestlers. And, you know, and, and I'd, I'd like to say myself as a ring announcer, I think I've put ring announcers a whole nother level in the area. I'm tooting my own horn, but, and I know I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably for, for getting guys too, but, uh, yeah, there's just so much, so much good talent, uh, in, in the area. So that's good to know. I mean, it's, it's, it's empire state. So, I mean, is it just Western New York mostly, or is it for people all over the state? So we, we mostly... So mostly we'll have shows in like North Tawanda, Lockport, uh, you know, that type of area, Grand Island. But we've done shows in like Salamanca mm-hmm. and, and like small towns, like sold, you know, sold shows, like little spot shows. Yeah. Um, we do. We do run Rochester. Uh, yeah. A few, few times a year. Uh, so we we go out that way, and uh, that's a pretty big uh, network. That's pretty. That's a pretty large area you just described right there. One of the it's things, like almost. <laughs> that a I pride- third of the state right yeah. there yeah well one of the things i prided myself on was like i rang announced throughout new york state pre-pandemic where i had esw so you pretty much had the western new york area and then i was uh re-announcing for uh excite wrestling which is like binghamton and like some of that central area and then i was working downstate uh at a place called square circle project like probably like 45 minutes outside of the city and you got a lot of new york wow. city new jersey philly town on that and i that's the loop i was doing and then the pandemic happened in New York state has been like the last state to open for professional wrestling. Yeah. So I've had to like, I work for a promotion in Jersey and I'm just, <laughs> man, this pandemic had to be rough on wrestling, especially like local wrestling. This area. Yeah. yeah that's gotta be tough. Because of the state. Like yeah. um, with the guys that's kind of like, you know, a lot of guys is they bread and butter too. So yeah. Yeah. Know. Well, and like for, for, for a guy like me, like I, 
I, I didn't want to stop. So like, I'm trying to reach out to these other companies. The problem is there's only one rig announcer everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd like to think that I got a nice videotape and like, I'm impressive, but sometimes people are just going to have the guy they've always had. Or the problem I run into sometimes being a ring announcer is some guy at times, it, usually these aren't great promotions, but they all, they just want to use their buddy. Who, yeah. No, no radio experience. Like that's the thing about just me. someone that they think they can handle. I have yeah. a degree in media. I right. announced college. Yeah, you're, you've been in, you've been doing this for a while. Like I worked production for ESPN. Like I'm not like even in high school I'm not a you were doing fan stuff. That got lucky. <laughs> I remember, am I right? Even yeah, in high yeah, school like, you were well, doing little projects. Yeah, like uh, the stats and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, and I would do like the scorekeepers for like the local community center and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I've always been kind of involved with that, but I like. It, it was just, it was tough, man. I, I, I couldn't get anything until that promotion in Jersey started running, and then I appeared for them, and then now everything's starting to open up here, kind of. Um, the athletic commission here, I know I know you like to get a little bit deep in political sometimes. And I, oh, yeah. So this is probably, I'm not a real political guy, but I can tell you one thing. I, I, I'll i be political about the New York State Athletic Commission. Hey. They govern professional wrestling the same way they do mixed martial arts and boxing. Really? Yes. So you have to have the same amount of EMTs. You have to have the same ambulance. You have to have uh, the, sa- the same amount of doctors. I never I, thought about all this you have logistics to have the insurance. behind it. You have to pay the license fee. Most states don't have this. Right. That's why, like, you'll see in a lot of states. Probably in com- Florida, there's probably none of that. No, companies <laughs> run all the time. Some com- some independent wrestling companies run weekly. Right. Because because the cost is it's not there yeah this is a very regulated state you're putting thousands of dollars before you even start booking talent and paying the venue and running a local wrestling show this is new york state for you people like and 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 here's the crazy thing everything's opening up right now right we have still not gotten the green light on indoor professional wrestling wow wow (laughs) like even with vaccines and all that like they're just you know and i know I know local indoor MMA is happening because I'm on a show yeah. in June for MMA ring announcing. So, like, yeah. what is the hold up on wrestling? Like, I don't know. It's weird. There's been a like a, a tiny surgence of people wanting it to deregulate, and I'm going to say right now, pro wrestling should not be regulated the same as MMA and kickboxing. I agree. I understand right. you want a doctor there. I get it. Oh yeah. But the the problem is, no matter if somebody gets hurt, the doctor at EMTs, all they're doing is taking you to a hospital. Well, first, doctors are taking you to hospital. I broke my nose, and the doctor told me to go to urgent care. Yeah, you can get. So, the like, I, I can take. Like, I can get in my car and like, drive you to the hospital, right? Yeah, like <laughs> and the, the, and it's. I mean, I can kind of you know see injuries do happen, and, right? Right. And, right. And, 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 but at the end of the day, the to have the same regulation as a sport where guys are legitimately punching each other to right. win so right legitimately gonna get knocked out like we're wrestling like most guys are great workers they're keeping each other safe like it's, yeah it's like yeah. it's more of like an act if you think about it. it's a show it, it, it it's it, it's crazy like we uh, we i've had times where like these, these commissioner these guys who work for the commission will come around and they'll say like all oh, the steel cages and sturdy enough or the barricades like what? wow it's pro wrestling yeah, what yeah. you expect <laughs> gotta let it go sometimes and I look at it like this this is my method to it i, I feel like it's Making it look as real as possible while also keeping each other as safe as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I, I've done some training and I took some bumps. And that first day of just running ring ropes and bumping, I felt like I got hit by a bus. <laughs> oh, oh, and like I said, there's no doubt that it's physical and all that. Yeah. But one of the things you learn at wrestling school is how to protect yourself and how to protect yeah. your opponent. Right. And 
you're not protecting anybody in kickboxing MMA. Right. I get that because you're, you're just, just, face, you get you're just trying to knock the other you guy know? out. Right. And by the way, my views don't reflect those of Empire State Wrestling. Anybody I mentioned yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I just personally think the New York State Athletic Commission should, you don't even have to deregulate wrestling. Just be a little more easier on wrestling because you're just taking opportunities from us. Like, yeah, like, I agree. Like if, more, if, if there's less cost, more shows can run, which is the fans get, get more and then guys get more experience and you know, it, it, it's it, it's not like we're we have this burgeoning scene in Buffalo of all these guys that should be on TV and will be on TV. Lots of talent. But that hasn't happened ever until now. <laughs> like, right. like, but yet all around you, you'll hear about oh, all these guys came out of North Carolina and all these guys came out of the, this town and that town and bah, bah, bah. you know, and we're finally having that happen. Buffalo's here. on a rise, so, everybody. Look so out what, for us. So what, let's get into some stories now. I know you got tons <laughs> oh, <yeah>. of stories. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. You, let's just, just go ahead. Tell us something. All right. Uh, so I'll talk about my odyssey with Virgil. It's quite a few nice. stories. <laughs> so Virgil, the f- let's go to the first time. Try to think of first time I met him. Well, so was, we'll, we'll talk about, try, we'll talk about the, my, my stag party first. And then we'll talk about nice. my, my fo- follow up incident with Virgil. Stag uh, party stories are always good. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just said no. So I, I have three. Okay, no, I have three stories. For, okay, so okay. is there is there anything <laughs> first, that you would first like Virgil to not story be said? Is, no, 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 no. <laughs> first, I mean, first Virgil story is 2014. I worked this legend show, which we could talk about a couple stories there. Uh, but I worked this legend show, and like portion of proceeds was going to Hunter's Hope, uh, Jim Kelly Foundation, and like it, there was all these names on it. Like Goldberg was there, and there was the Steiner brothers, and. Uh, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Nasty Boys and uh, Mr. Kennedy and just all, all these names were, were on the show or wherever. And all the legends were doing like an afternoon autograph signing. Mm-hmm. And then they all had like a shuttle to go back to the hotel to kind of freshen up before to come back for the show. Everyone got on that show, show except for Virgil. He came over to me. And he's like, can I, can, can, I, can I go sell my stuff? <laughs> Sure, Virgil. Like, I'm not in charge, <laughs> right. but absolutely. So when these guys are like, they're 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 eating all that, right? Here he is, right? So we do the show. He has like he, he wrestles a match. We do the show, and t- uh, side note story. We'll we'll talk about a side note story about Scott Steiner. He's another guy I have a couple tales about. <laughs> so I go up to Scott Steiner, and I say to him, "Hey." Do you got what do you guys want is your hometown? Do you want Atlanta or Detroit? And he goes, Atlanta, what are you talk about Atlanta? I'm like, that's where you're built from on TNA. He goes, No, I'm not. <laughs> Folks, please watch the Steiner brothers and impact. Tell me where they're built from. But nonetheless, he's getting angry, and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll announce you from Detroit. So five minutes later, I'm going to grab something on the cooler. He goes, Hey, you on the show? I'm like, yes, I'm the ring announcer who just talked to you. What? I just had a conversation <laughs> with you. So right before they're going to go out, I say to him, do you need the mic? Because I know how Scott Steiner is. He likes to cut a promo. And he goes, no. Now, we're doing this at the at the old uh, Bronze in Akron. And from where the locker room is, which is like this little like like shelter, it is probably, <laughs> I kid you not, 50 feet away from the ring. Like you have to run. Like it's it's long. Yeah. It's a long so I'm gonna introduce him 
introduce the Steiner Bros, introduce their team, the, their opponents. And then I, I got to go back to the ring to talk about the next match with the guys, right? So I say to him, do you need the microphone? No, I do not. Perfect. <laughs> I leave. I go in the back. Some of security. He needs the microphone. <laughs> so here I am. I got to run in a suit in the middle of summer to give Scott Snyder a microphone for him to just say a bunch of swear words in front of children. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so... So, yeah. so what was up, what's up with the confusion? What was he? What was he? I don't know. No one ever, I, no one I, ever figured out. <laughs> also, at one point too, he just locked himself in the room alone with the fan. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, wow. Um, do a pretty damn good impression of him too. That's so hilarious. We'll do a side Scott. We'll we'll do a normal side Scott Steiner story, and then we'll go back to Virgil. I swear. All right. But the first time I ever worked with Scott Steiner was a couple years before that. I think it was like 2012, <clears throat> 13. So maybe a year before that. First off, he walks in the building eating one of the, you know, those giant freezies with the crocodile on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crocs. He's just, and he's viciously eating. <laughs> he's not eating it like, like somebody like eats That's a freezy hilarious. pop or someone just enjoys it. He's like chomping at it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. He's like, walks in, and then he just puts it down. Like 65% of the freezy still left and just walks away and never goes back to it. What? So after the show, he goes to me, he goes, yo, they got a shower in this building. And I'm like, no, he goes, well, they got a hose. I'm like, oh, dude, that's I, gotta be crazy. I, 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 I around these people. And I go in the, 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 the venue's like, yeah, we have a hose. They give me the hose. And he, he's like, all right, set it up. I'm like, wait, I'm not going to hose you down in Ridge Road. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I'm just trying to picture this. This is hilarious. So back to Virgil. So anyway, so we're at that legend show where Scott Steiner doesn't remember who I am, even though I talked to him five minutes for him. Yeah. So after the show, me and me and my buddy. Uh, he's a wrestler goes by the name stone Rockwell now, but he was asylum before too. We, uh, we decided to go to the hotel where all the guys were staying at before we went out. So I had to get some stuff out of his hotel. So we go there and we know his Virgil's in the lobby. And I looked at him, we should probably take him to the bar. Let's go get drunk with Virgil. Let's have a good time. Virgil. <laughs> Why not? And, we, and we go up to him and he, and we're like, Hey Virgil, you want to come out with us? Like a bunch of the guys that are, are over at the, the bar. And he's like, no, nah, man, I had my days of getting all the ladies. You know, only one person got more women than me in the eighties. And that was the ultimate warrior. Like, he <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, that's crazy. Then, then he looks, he looks at me. He goes, you're a pretty good announcer. I'm like, thanks. And then he looks at Asylum and he goes, you're a really good wrestler. And he's like, why don't you guys call Vince? Yeah, like 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 Vince McMahon. Is that like, like, I can just go, hey, Vince. It's hey, Chris Vince. Yeah, it's your of boy. Uh, can I get a job? Virgil <laughs> can't even call Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Vince is ignoring that phone call. Right. Uh, so I already have this, this relationship with Virgil. Interesting relationship. And to circle now, we that was 2014. Now it's it's 2017. I'm getting married and I'm having my stag party. And the guys wanted to surprise me with with the wrestler. Uh, it's, it's like a funny joke, but also a good time. And the, they they paid for Virgil to come to my stag party. So he pop, shows up and he's got 108 by tens. I'm like, these dudes brought money for strippers. They didn't bring money for a Virgil eight by tens, <laughs> right? So like he <laughs> he walks in with all these eight by tens. And then, like, he's not drinking, and he's just eating, and then, like, when the, 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 you know, the strippers are dancing and everything, 
like strippers are like coming up to him because that's what they're doing. Like, hey, and he's like pushing them away, like shoving them really? away. Like, no, <laughs> like I, no. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then I see other cool because I'm I'm doing the you know I'm the bachelor, so I'm laying on the ground where they're all dancing on me. But I'm looking in the corner of my eye, right? And I see him, and he takes his foot, and he grab with his foot, he like grabs one of like ten dollar bills around the ground. He like slides it back to him. <laughs> no and way! Up, and he comes up and he goes with the same ten dollar bill. Yeah, man, congratulations! <laughs> and he throws it out <laughs> with a recycled ten dollar bill. I never heard that before. <laughs> so circle 2018, 19. So that, oh, so now, so yes. And, and, and my friend said that he was, he just kept talking about these Andre stories and this and that. And he was crazy. But 2019, now I'm at WrestleCon in New York city and WrestleCon's like a big wrestling convention. It's at WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. And Virgil's infamous for his merchandise tables and selling stuff. And, you know, go to lonelyvirgil.com. It's a, it's, it's a riot. He'll just set up in a flea market or a train station. He doesn't care. Nice. So he most, like when you have people sign, at WrestleCon, most of the guys have tables. We just were there for ESW to promote ESW and just get it out. But I saw him walking around and I said, how great would it be to just have Virgil sign for a couple hours just for the funniness, right? <laughs> so we bring him over. He's like, oh my God, I could sign at your table. We're like, absolutely. We said, can you please just cut a a promo on Facebook live for us. Like say ESW is great or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, ECW. (laughs) (laughs) And he he mentioned ECW. ECW. 15 times. That's hilarious. So then, so now I'm at the point where like, now like we're going on later today. He's getting very annoying. (laughs) Like it, like, like I'm just like, I want him off my table. Like I told him a couple hours. It's been seven. Like we got to get him out of here. And like, we're getting to the point where we're just like, making up people like oh we got a yeah um ice trains coming or uh yeah like really? uh, we're just like we're just making up old wcw guys we think of uh like hard work but the gambler the gambler's <laughs> signing here from two to three uh we <laughs> we need we need, you we need to get here. you out of here right um he, he he wouldn't leave uh the the next day we had colin delaney with us which was great uh but he suckered the people next to us. So we were still stuck with them. Like, <laughs> he, like they were like some sports marketing firm. I think they thought a wrestling convention was like wrestlers. there trying to like learn how to market themselves. They didn't realize it's like fans are to meet wrestlers. Wow. So like they, they, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm this big deal. And this and that. And, and he was saying some crazy stuff. My favorite thing he said, he, he goes, he goes, I don't know about this main event. I'm, I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, this, this, this Becky Lynch, you know, main event with Charlotte and and and, and Ronda Rousey. I'm like, what? It's gonna be pretty, pretty sweet, right? What? Ronda he Rousey. Goes, eh, he's yeah, like, no. Nah. He goes, yeah. He goes, no, no, no. Like, you know, like the Nitro Girls. That was. They should be in the main. Event. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like, wait, what are you It's pretty much an out of touch person right now. Oh, he's 100 percent out of touch. But so we have this. So. The, I have <laughs> he this moves thing, him a drum of his own beat. I have this theory about Virgil. See, everyone thinks he doesn't have money because he's will sign his autographs anywhere. It's you know he'll come in on a bus ticket. Like that's that's Virgil, right? Right. I'm convinced that he is just slowly putting all this money away, and he's a multimillionaire. He's secret, like, secretly super <laughs> smart. Yeah, I, like that's. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, me, me, my buddy Jonathan asked him before. We have, we're convinced that like 
when he was with the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, he was like probably taking some of that, like that petty cash. Yeah. Vince wasn't keeping track of that. Right. You just tell Ted, oh, if you got to buy everybody drinks at the bar, go do it. Yeah. Live the gimmick. Live the gimmick. Um, Might be so, a young rock. His dad always said. Yeah. Live the gimmick. Live the gimmick. <laughs> so yeah, Virgil, Vir- Virgil and me have uh, had an interest and I'm sure I'm going to run into him again. <laughs> Yeah. Every two years, it seems like. He sounds like. (laughs) Everyone knows someone like that. People that just move to the beat of their own drum and just kind of live their life in their own lane. And they, it's, they, they, people like that, they kind of are, seem awkward. They kind of bump heads of people, but it's like, they're, they're, they're fascinating. People like that are just fascinating because you just are like, what is he doing? Why is he doing this? Why, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I mean that—that's why he's relevant. I mean, right. he, he says crazy stuff on social media, but people are interested by that. He is obsessed with the Olive Garden, and people love that. Yeah, people love that he stuff. Says the word "fuck money" all the time, and people <laughs> love that. Like, yeah, he—that's what's so amazing about rest, pro wrestling, though. Is like yeah. you get these mega personalities that yeah. clap, and it's all about the show. Really, it's—it's it's not. It's about the people, the personalities, the the characters, like Roman Reigns. Like he plays that. He's like the ultra alpha male. Like everybody's watching. What is Roman Reigns going to do next? You know what I mean? The the thing, yeah. And the thing about wrestling is your wrestling version of yourself is always yourself amplified. That's what yes. I'm say. And like, so I told you guys all those things I do, and like, yeah, I'm still involved with comedy, and I'm still involved with MMA and kickboxing. But like, I most feel at home at wrestling in the aspect of my closest friends are wrestling in the wrestling business. Like, uh, and when I'm on a wrestling show, we're just in a locker room. Like I'll, if I'm not booked, I'll still go to shows to hang out just to have that camaraderie and there's the hanging out and funny stories and, you know, and right. eat, eat, yeah. eat, eating that sheets or waffle house after or whatever it may be. Like it, it's, it's like, a, it, it's a, it's a community atmosphere. It's, it's like a, a fraternity. Yeah. It's, it's something different. Like in, in, in comedy, I have comedy friends, but I never felt that closeness. I never felt like, you know, there's a couple of people that I feel close to, but like nothing where like, oh, I want to be in a car with these four people every single weekend. Right. And and, and that's how I feel. That that's that's how I feel about pro, pro wrestling. Like, you know. Yeah, and the, and I and I get that too because like being in, I feel like being in the military, like pretty much playing like team sports like football, basketball. Not much so basketball. You know, you got people that's kind of competing with each other in basketball, but like the military, you know, like football, wrestling, like. I noticed that closeness. You know, you got some people that might not really get along with each other, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, it's like a brotherhood. Yeah. I mean, I think back in the day, the thing was protecting the business kayfabe. And I think now it's just, you know, helping each other excel. And, you know, and I mean, there's people in the wrestling business that don't like me. There's people I don't like, but like at the end of the day, you do business, right? you know, you got to do business. And I've seen, I've seen people who literally hate each other do business because that that's what it's about the other day. I mean, I, I could tell you, I, I got into wrestling at 23 and I wish I got into it at 18. Like in, in, and not just for career purposes, just to have that experience even a lot sooner than I did. Right. Yeah. You know, I got, I got lucky. I just happened to like know someone who was working a wrestling show and then I went to set up chairs. And then with that, another promoter put on a Craigslist posing, looking for a ring announcer. And then I, I answered it. Wow. I got started ring announcing for BCW. Just like that. huh? And here's, you know, here's the thing about like BCW. The first guy I ever ring announced in the ring was Brody Lee. Wow. And, wow. and, and like, you know, and, uh, when he, yeah. pa- when he passed, like that was, 
that was really rough to hear. Now, me and me and Brody weren't weren't were close or like super close friends, but you know, we we knew each other and like uh, and he will always be a part of my history. I'm sure I'm just another guy that rang announced yeah, it, but he like was, uh... he he was the first guy ever rang announced, and 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 that night too, there was a a wrestler who knocked the 50 50 out of my hand and was just crazy. And I was like, I don't know about this. Was, was that supposed to happen or no, no. And he's, he's like, he's like, <laughs> is there a lot of that, that a lot of ad, like ad libbing or like just... not ne- back then in 2011? Yes. Like yeah. now guys are professional, but yeah. sometimes you'd have that not saying everything bad was bad in 2011, but there was more loose cannon, older guys that, you know, yeah. But, um, Brody said to me that night, don't let people like that ruin the business for you. And I didn't. And you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> I'm trugging along, like I said, ten years uh, this December. So it's that's amazing. It's been a lot of fun. What what would you say would be your 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 most memorable moment? Like, uh, it's funny as we're recording this. It might be the alt or not ringing out the ultimate dragon in the ring, and I think I, I it just because as a kid I was such a WCW kid. Like, yes, I love WWE the Attitude Era, like everybody else. Right. I love Stone Cold. Yeah. But I was a huge WCW Me too. kid. Me too. And Malenko, NWO. Ultimate Dragon. Yeah. And Rey Mysterio. And Chris Jackson. Especially the Cruiserweights. Love the Cruiserweights. Yeah. Um, and Ultimo, I just always as a kid thought he was the coolest. And I always liked Dragons. Like, I always like Goldberg and Sting and all them. Well, and that was one of my second moment. So with Ultimo Dragon, and I also, I got to announce Goldberg to the ring. He wasn't That's wrestling, That's but incredible. he was giving an award away. And I thought that was cool. And I mean, I could list a, a bunch of stuff. I like, by no connection of my own, but my friend was close friends with somebody who worked for WWE at the time. And I got to sit like third row at the WWE Hall of Fame in uh, 2018, where they were oh, in New nice. Orleans. Yeah. Uh, and that that was kind of cool. You saw me like on TV for the whole thing. Like, That's awesome. So yeah, uh, gotta watch and look the, for you. The, the, that was pretty cool. Um, like a hometown Joe Rogan. Yes. Right. <laughs> there's just a lot of like. I mean, I could list a bunch of stuff that. I mean, I've gotten to work with not only legends, but like I've gotten to work with guys on the up that are now just some of the the, the biggest stars in the business. Like I, I could watch NXT and go ring announced him, ring announced him, ring announced him. Yeah, that's crazy. Same that's thing with dope. AEW. Uh, two, two, actually, two guys also from Buffalo. I have to put over is the Butcher and the Blade, and so they're they're AEW tag team. And those guys, first off, uh, the Butcher, Annie Williams. He's a medicine guy, but he's also one of the nicest guys in the world. And uh, <laughs> he he he's in the band every time I die as well. And they do these Ted the Season events, and those are probably my favorite shows to do. Uh, and they do wrestling before they do like a big concert. Wow! Nice. And, and they do it in Buffalo. These people just do it all, and it's there's multi talented. Yeah, a lot of people in wrestling have a second thing. Like yeah. you know, they have a second thing they do. Uh, but uh, those those guys have have been great, giving me opportunities and just. Like, and now they've helped out a lot of wrestlers in Buffalo and, uh, and I love to see, see him killing it in AEW. Or that's, and, you know. that's dope right there within itself because a lot of people, once they make it, they don't come back and, and look out for, you know, people that, you know, came, you know, up with them. We were talking yeah. about this off air. Like, I think that's the difference with this era group of Buffalo guys, you yeah. know, like the, the butcher and the blade want to give back, um, you know. And I think when all these guys like get on TV, the Kevin Bennett's and, you know, and like that, I think they're going to want to get back to Buffalo. We talk about guys, you know, Mark Merrow, he's a motivational speaker, all the power to him. I, he, I've never seen him come to Buffalo and try to do anything for you. Right. Sorry, Mark. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to bury Mark Merrow. I'm just, no, I know. Uh, no, I was, I was thinking about that. Is it... I mean, Lex Luger is now all about the city now and he lives in the area, yeah. but for a long time, Lex Luger never said he was. Right. You didn't, you didn't know that until late. You had to dig to find like that out. And like I said, not to bury Lex, but 
it took for him he had kinda, some major life changing yeah it, and, it took for him after you have to fall to really yeah um you know, realize where but he came he, from. he's a great guy great guy oh yeah, yeah. I believe um but, but great wrestler too you know and, and he's he stopped into like wrestling schools and like talked and he's trying to get back and uh so he's like so, so he's kind of turning around but like i mean there's other been other guys of the past that that's another great name in wrestling lex luger yeah, perfect name. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, but now this new generation of Buffalo people, like, they're gonna give back to the city. Like that's, mm-hmm. and you know, someone was telling me that Razor Ramon is related to a car dealership, Scott Hall in Buffalo, or I something. Don't I don't not know that I know. <laughs> you know, people say a lot of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. That isn't true, yeah, so. Who knows? I had a guy tell me one time Buff Bagel was moving to Buffalo. I'm like, oh, and it wasn't true. No. Yeah. See, people, people <laughs> say, stuff uh, gets around. It's like uh, playing telephone. You know. I. What, one of the reason, real reasons why I want to come on the show, well, first off, we've known each other for almost 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, you're kind of profiling, like, Buffalo. And, like, no, you know, people, obviously, like, local politicians and the music scene and, and all that. But people don't realize the wrestling scene is freaking awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm trying it's, to show everybody. It's, it's, like, check out Empire State Wrestling. Uh, it, like, we're doing something completely just you'll see some of the biggest names you, are, you never thought you would see in Buffalo. I was blown away. But then the, the local talent. And there's like I said, there's a bunch of other guys I haven't got to announce yet. One of my favorite guys actually uh, goes goes by uh, R- Roscoe. Um, Roscoe. Giant dude. He's actually Roscoe. a champion power lifter. Really? Oh, yeah. And there's actually, if you go to the uh, ESW um, uh, TikTok, there's a video where he like launched this referees back in early 2020. Like, That's awesome. and it's like, it, it's crazy, but he's another guy. Um, another guy, super beast was an old wrestler who now like helps with production and like helping guys out. And like, like the, that's the thing. There's so many elements to, to empire state wrestling that like, that make it work. So many people. And like Brett Mendick, who's the promoter, he's, he's took it from like, ESW always had a presence locally. Like, hey, people would, you know, oh, let's wrestle and have a beer or some that, you know, oh, let's, oh, let's mm-hmm. go watch them guys. To it's not just that experience. Now, now it's oh, let's go see some of the best wrestling in the country. Right. And we have and there's been, more women doing it now too. Yeah, we've yeah. we've been pro Which wrestling's is great. best kept the girls secret. Have been turning up. Yeah, they're I'm making glad they're getting a shine like Bianca Belair and uh and. Sasha Banks, they put on a hell of a match at yeah. WrestleMania. Some just like, super talented women you know, that are AW, wrestling. like, you know, some of the local, ta- like, well, see, that, that, is... that's what's one thing that's got to change with Buffalo. More women have to want to wrestle. Right. There's not a lot of women trained or tra- have trained. But, you, but you're open We do for bring it, in some, we do bring in some talent. I mean, um, you know, uh, the, the bunny before she went to AW, she was, you know, uh, uh, popping up in ESW. But then you all, you know, we have Kate Kearney who's local. Uh, but we've seen like Davy and we actually had, um, uh, Ruby Riot before she got signed. She was at ESW. Oh, wow. Candace Ray was there a bunch of times. Really? Like, yeah. So huh. we've had some, but like, there isn't a lot of local women's wrestlers, which I hope that with this burgeoning women's wrestling scene, that does change. Right. Because yeah. women's wrestling is f- freaking outstanding. I mean, it is. The, I, there, there are some independent people right like, now. Who, Holly Dead, Hyann. Um, uh, yeah. Trying to think all the time. I mean, AEW has some some great women's talent. Okay. Yeah. Here's, here's like, the question. Which, which old school, you know, female wrestler would you like to see today? Medusa. Oh, I like that. Medusa. Um, Sherry Martell's close second. Yeah. See, people don't remember Sherry for, as a wrestler. They remember her as a manager. And she was probably, see, I, 
I understand the Jim Cornette, Bobby Heenan conversation. I get it all the time. Yeah. Oh, who's the best manager? Is it Jim Cornette? Is it Bobby Heenan? Jim Cornette, Bobby Heenan. People should put some respect on Sherry. Really? Sherry was awesome. Sherry was willing to go the extra mile. And she, to me, was one of the greatest managers of all time. When people talk about the Mount Rushmore women's wrestlers, it's not as easy as the guys. Yeah. Like, the guys automatically, you know, three of them. You know, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Stokely Steve Austin. They yeah. Debate, you the Rock. The Rock on there. Yeah. Like, the, 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 that's the Mount Rushmore yeah. of, of pro wrestling to a lot of people. Of, of men's wrestlers. But women's wrestlers, it's a little different. I told, I put, posted this question on my about Twitter. about China? And, I mean, China could be on her just for all the barriers she yeah. broke. Um, right. Medusa, Trish Stratus went from, like being like she was just a, a model to look, look she's one of the best wrestlers of her era yeah you, know? you have lita but then now now but now, now but, but now, but now you have they're matching the men now Bieler, you have bailey um you have oscar you have uh sasha banks um the um, page uh, uh, aj Rhea, lee like there's Rhea ripley. Rhea ripley like there's there's so many it's it's a lot harder to pick the four best women's wrestlers yeah that's time. tough to do yeah. um but medusa is somebody I would love to see in the modern era because Medusa, she had to bring in talent from Japan because there wasn't a lot of American women's wrestlers right. at the time. Hmm. And now if she could have had this influx of talent, Medusa yeah, would have been, been a much bigger star than she already was. Well, much bigger. Yeah. I think uh, one person that I think, like, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Sable. Don't kick my, don't kick my ass, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> If you ever see this, <laughs> oh ja- Jackie, Jackie, Jackie is another one that doesn't get Jackie. get talked That's about what enough. I was about to say. And this Luna, Jackie. Luna Vashon too. See, I'm oh, yeah. Luna, like Luna, Luna, Jackie. Luna would have been great. I could have seen Luna work in Game Changer Wrestling. <laughs> like, I would love to see Luna versus Alley Cat in a modern day right. battle. <laughs> yeah, like, like that would have um, been great. I feel like Luna would have been. Uh, I don't know. I, I think with because one of my favorites right now is Bray Wyatt. Ray Wyatt, the whole fiend gimmick. Even though I think they kind of butchered yeah, he's, it. Yeah, he's he's on another level. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, for him to actually come up with with the majority of that himself is amazing. That shows he's a modern of, day um, mankind. What's his, what's his name? Uh, mankind's Nicole real name. Yeah, he's a modern day Nick Foley with his with his different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then it's just like with uh, you know, it was a takeoff Waylon Mercy, which is I thought was pretty cool. That was a gimmick, but you know, Dan Spivey. I did of, like that. I did like that part. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was I dealing mean, with injury. He was Dan Spivey was just injured at the time. Yeah. Like, you know, so it kind of sucked that that gimmick didn't really get to work to the potential that it could have. But, uh, like, you know, like, Luna, I, I feel like with Bray Wyatt, she would have did some, <laughs> she would have made some noise. Just because her. Luna, Luna would have fit in this era so perfectly. Yeah. I mean, she was great for the 90s, but she would have fit in this era so perfectly. Uh, and, 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 and like, like I said, I brought bring up Jackie. People do not put enough respect on Jackie, Jackie either. Like, I would comp- contemplate Jackie on a Mount Rushmore just because of how yeah. long of an era she had. And like, she was wrestling guys before China was right. Yeah. Like I get, listen, China like, broke barriers. Don't get me wrong, but like Jackie, Jackie's wrestling men in WCW Memphis before China was. So, right. Yeah. Her to be a black woman too, is you no, know, even, even raise the stakes even higher. Yeah. Because I mean, there was some African American women at that time period that were stars, but not to the level Jackie, yeah. you know, you know, became right. You Molly, know, and, and she really Holly. opened doors. Molly Holly is another one. But Mo- Molly Holly is another one. Molly Holly is another one. But you, well, Molly Holly, you could have put her in any era. You could put her yeah. in the eighties, and she would. She, she like would have fit the mold. Yep. Yeah. So 
But Medusa, Medusa definitely, Jackie definitely like them two right there. I, I would have loved to see them two go at it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I wonder. I don't know if that's ever happened because they would have. I think Medusa wasn't really doing anything in WCW at the time Jackie was there. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, there might be some crazy house show they did. But I don't know. Yeah, that that's interesting. That I don't been. know if that ever happened. I love one of my favorite things about wrestling is finding weird matchups that that you never thought happened. Yes, <laughs> yes. Looking back, like it's like whoa, that guy worked that guy. So. Or when like a superstar was just starting out, and they're like Rocky Maivia before he became the Rock. Yeah. Look yeah, at yeah. his fights and like how different like, he was. Like was I uh, love that. That's why I love YouTube. Is you can find about? those fights like that. Well, I love Memphis wrestling. Like uh, so, USWA is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Like to watch like old tapes. And especially USWA from like 91 to like 95, 96. Yeah. Because you're seeing all these Attitude Era stars. In their early years. Like you're seeing Raven. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you're seeing Stone Cold. And and, and Undertaker and, 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 and your Undertaker and and you're seeing even guys like Disco Inferno are popping up. Yeah, like, like you're you're seeing all this. And the crazy thing about Memphis was some people would just be there for three weeks, just do Memphis, and then they're out. And McCain and like there's yeah. so, so, so like Memphis was that's the in hot that time spot. period. It was, it was and that's what we talked about my favorite era of wrestling being like 94, 95, 96, because those guys weren't the stars they became in 97, 99. But yeah. look like. They were showing up. You say the business, you know, financially was bad in 95. Okay. But go look at a Survivor Series or, or a SummerSlam yes. or a Royal Rumble WrestleMania. Look at that lineup. And how yeah. ma- how and how, atta- how, how entertaining like, it was. I just think, like, look at these guys, like what these guys became. Yes. Yeah. And I think 95, like, probably for, especially for the WWE, I think for, it was more so just how everything was booked. Right. Like when you and nothing against Mabel, rest in peace, Mabel. But you know him, him winning the King of the Ring and getting that big push. You know, I actually do sometimes think Vince McMahon might be a genius for yeah. everything he's done for what he's. Oh yeah, for he, what he's done with wrestling. He's a mad genius. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a, a mad he's genius. A genius. Uh, so I was gonna pull this up for example. Yeah, go Sur- ahead. Survivor Series '95, and then I don't think people understand how great '95 is. I'll talk about this all day. Yeah. So you had in a dark match, the Smoking Guns, Billy Gunn, became Billy Gunn. a big star, and Bart Gunn. Bart, you know, didn't become a huge star. Defeated Public Enemy. Yeah. On a dark, like, Public Enemy. <laughs> like, uh, then you had the Body Donnas, which was Chris Candino, Rad Radford, wow. Luis Bagoli, and, and Dr. Tom Perger, and the 123 Kid, uh, defeating Marty Jannetty, Hakushi, who Hakushi was huge oh in Japan, uh, Barry Horowitz, okay, but then Bob Holly. Then, wow. then um, I mean, the women's match, uh, there, there's a lot of, like, Japanese women there, but, like... Um, that were big stars in Japan, but not not to the common American audience. But then you have Goldust defeating Bam Bam Bigelow. Wow. Then you have The Undertaker, Savio Vega, Rikishi, and Henry Godwin uh, defeating Mabel, Jerry Lawler, four Isaac Gankum, who was Kane. Yeah, because these were all the four and four. And Jesus. Triple H. Then Triple H? In the main event, you have Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Ahmed Johnson, the British Bulldog, and Psycho Sid def- uh, with Jim Cornette and Ted DiBiase defeating Yokozuna, Owen oh Hart, God. Razor Ramon, Dean Douglas, who was Shane that's Douglas. That's the main event? No, and then Bret Hart and Diesel. Diesel. Was the main event. Bret Hart and Diesel. Wow. That like, sounds like... Okay. All, 90% of those guys became giant stars in the attitude. Yeah. Okay, so I... Uh, uh, bam, bam, Bigelow. Maybe I might get a little heat for this, but um, I've always felt like Owen was better than Bret. I think Brett just had the cool look to him. Yeah, Brett was Brett more was iconic. A, Brett was a phenomenal wrestler. Brett was more iconic. Owen was a wrestler, though. Yeah. You know, I I enjoyed like so as a kid, I enjoyed Brett more. Yeah. But looking back at it, I and I'll watch like 
I just recently watched, like, I was watching Ross in the beginning, and I'm watching the buildup yeah. of, of Owen's turn on Brett, and it was so good. Yeah. And only Owen could pull that off. Yeah. And then even, like, in WrestleMania 10, when Brett, so Owen beats Brett in the first match, but then Brett still has his world title match. And he wins the world title, and Owen's just like looking all mad at the end. Like, like, jealous brother. It was just, it was so good. That was interesting. Um, that so was really Bre- good. Brett, Brett, Brett was great, but Owen might have been better for the business in the long run. It, it's so unfortunate that we lost Owen Hart. Yeah. And there's this big debate of, and they talked about in Dark Side of the Ring, would have Owen just retired and enjoyed his family, or if Owen still worked? I think Owen would have still worked. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, and I- with those guys that like Jericho brought it up, yeah. with the yep, guys like exactly. Eddie, I mean, Eddie. imagine Owen oh and Eddie, God. like Owen and Eddie in two thousand, two thousand one, like that would have been fire. Yeah, like, uh, and then I think Owen would have been one of those guys that would have saw what was Owen. going on in Ring of Honor, and he probably would have been like, "No, I want to go work." AJ Styles and Amazing Red and Jay Lethal and Roger yeah. Strong. I think and he would have done that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, that's a good point, though. But I. Is it weird I get like we got robbed of that? Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Is it weird like Daniel Bryan gives me Owen Hart vibes? Um, I mean Owen I feel and like da- that, that would I mean that would have been another great one. <laughs> to, yeah. Owen and Daniel Bryan, and Man, just imagine I can um, see that. Owen Hart, uh, Owen never, no, Owen never got to work Kurt Angle. I think that would have been that would have oh, been yeah. oh my god, that would have been phenomenal. People, don't, that's one of those matches people just don't like, think uh, that's a Kurt dream. Angle turned that's out a to dream be the career. career. That, just like with uh, Kurt Angle and no, it was Shawn Michaels Eddie Guerrero before Eddie Guerrero passed. Like he was that program with Shawn Michaels. I think that would have been a phenomenal match. Like I think Owen yeah. Hart would have had a career resurgence had he not died. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, th- I think Owen would have put just show stealers on night after night, and he probably would have went back to Japan too. And who yeah. knows how long? I mean, look at the today. You got PCO. What if Owen's still in shape in in 2013, 2014, and he's over there working Okada and Nakamura and, and Obushi and right, Nomega? Right. Like, I, I, I know these are all just, like, pipe dream things, but, well, like... it's possible. But just the, the possibilities right. like, are endless. The, the, and, and with Brett, I think you saw everything Bret Hart could do. There's a couple dream matches, Daniel Bryan, Kurt Angle. Yeah. But I think with Brett, like... You had enough of Bret Hart, and I'm not trying to like disrespect Bret. No, Hart, I know what like, you're saying. You've seen everything like Bret could do. Owen didn't get to really show what he could fully do. Or the Undertaker, yeah. you saw everything he can do. Yeah, plus some, like he, you know I what I mean. Undertaker, once he returned to the Dead Man character, that that's when he kind of had that career resurgence. Also, yeah, yeah, because like you know he did get a little stale and then turns to the American badass. But but then, then just not being that, the dead man for a while, people wanted the dead man again. And yeah, then, and, then they, and it worked. They went nuts for the dead Perfect. man. Yeah, like Shawn Michaels when he came back, he came back. I think the second half of his career was better than his first half, match wise and everything. You know, he might have toned it down a bit with the born again Christian thing, but you know. Oh no, the Shawn Michaels second run era is is really really good. I yeah, mean, him, him and Angle, all the matches with Triple H, one of I mean, my Benoit, favorites. Like, Low key is is uh him and, him and Sean Benjamin. Yeah, no, yeah. That was that would have to be a raw match too. That was an amazing match. Shelton was a guy I wish they would have used more at that time. Yes. Yeah. You know, Shelton definitely. he's he's he, he he he's a guy that probably if Shelton's his age that he was then, now Oh yeah. He's a top guy. <laughs> who do you think if someone if you could name somebody who's who's been gone for a while, a superstar, that could come back today and take over, who do you think it would be? Like if they could still physically do it now, yeah. or like, oh, it's a good question. Because um, a lot of I just guys thought of this question. A, 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 a lot of guys have come back. Um, 
Man, the Rock's never really came back. Yeah, I mean, really. the, the, the the Rock, the Rock would be a guy. It's like um, from any era, like from 80s, any 90s. era, just anyone. Oh man, I, I the Rock would be one, I guess. He could easily take back. Here's take a over. weird one because it's not a he's not a giant name, but he was an underrated great great wrestler, Alex Wright. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think I think you bring Alex if Alex Wright because yeah, he's still you got it. He's still in great shape. <laughs> yeah, and if Alex yeah. Wright want, right now said, you know what, I want to wrestle some of the best wrestlers on the independents, it would be amazing. Yeah, that would yeah, be. Cool. I think I think it would be great. Alex Wright is one of those guys. He, I don't know why WWE never brought him in when they bought them. Yeah. I never I never understood that. I mean, he's everything you want. Like, he, he had a great look. He was a great wrestler. And, yeah. and he, he, had a, he had a goofy character. Entertaining. And he was from Germany. They love international. Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. They loved that. Yep. He was That's like, good point. by the time he got, you know, by the time WCW bought, he was still, what, in his early 20s? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was very young. He was. He's still, yeah, like, still taking what, like, well, 43, 44? I think, yeah. Like, he like he did step away from business. I know he had a wrestling school and stuff. And But Alex Braid is one of those guys. Like, I would have to have really time to think of that question because a lot of guys have came back. Or what else? Maybe um, one of the Xbox, another one. But Xbox yeah. says he's. There's rumors that he's coming back. Xbox. Because he did have some surgeries and everything, and he's he's at full health. He did kind of come back, right? Not like really. A second? No? no, he was doing, like, some, like, legend shows and stuff yeah but then he's had some surgery and, and, and then stuff. yeah you're right you're right uh but x-pac is another guy like yeah he was amazing let x-pac go had these like bangers on the on the independence oh, yeah. the degeneration <clears throat> x you know entire that entire movement with you know triple h and x-pac and billy billy the uh the kid and all that and it was amazing to watch B- billy Gun- billy gun's a great guy i yeah, got billy, the, I, yeah. I got the ring announce and referee billy gun he's one of those yeah. few guys i've got to do both for one so. person i would like to see uh in prime in his prime jake the snake roberts oh yeah yeah probably yeah. one of my favorite promo guys ever yeah got to open up for him doing stand-up comedy actually really yeah i so i've got to work he did with, stand-up yeah wow i got to open up for mick foley and him and then mick foley yeah. so you met mick foley yeah, oh yeah i mean and i've, I've opened that's up amazing for mick foley. Yeah. yeah he's a legend uh, that's uh, a legend right there but uh i also uh, what's he doing now he he's he still well pre-pandemic he was still doing comedy shows and like you'll see him pop up in everything man he, like, yeah he's a legend yeah, i've always wanted um, to go to mix comedy show it's, i just never it, could it, 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 it's a good time i think mankind was one of my might have been my favorite wrestler at a point in time in like the early 2000s late 90s i think he was like my favorite wrestler Steve Carino was another guy open up for doing comedy. He did comedy for a little bit. And the only guys that I wanted to still open up for that did comedy that I never got to was Rob Van Dam, who still could be. I mean, that still could happen, but Roddy Piper. You know, like, I I really wanted to open up for Piper. Yeah. Like, that was, like, on my, like, like, in stand-up, I, like, I have friends that have opened up some really huge names. Like, I have a couple cool names. Like, I've opened up for Donnell Rawlings and Theo Vaughn. Was like, but, like... The wrestling is my niche. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I've opened up for Jake the Snake over fully, but Piper was the one, and I never got to. And it's, oh, man. I would have loved, loved It's not surprising to me that, that people in the wrestling are doing comedy, too, because it takes, a, per- takes a certain personality too. to be like that. <laughs> so, it doesn't surprise me that much that the, 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 the two realms kind of overlap. The businesses are so correlating. Like, yeah. it's... I, I was very prepared for wrestling. So, like, you know, we talk about, like... I get, I get into wrestling in 2011 and I'm 23 years old. I was already doing comedy for three years and I was driving all over to do comedy for sometimes no money. Right. <laughs> like, like that's how it is. I mean, almost fall, almost running into mailboxes cause I'm falling asleep. Like, <laughs> like you know, just, just to 
get my name out there and like, oh, I'm going to go to Rochester every single night for a weekend, open up for the, do a guest spot unpaid. Oh, and also that I can't not just stand anywhere. So I'm just driving, driving and, and just stuff like that. So yeah, no, like, uh, in wrestling, I was prepared for the drives because of comedy <laughs> and I was prepared for the, Hey, you may have a great draw. You may not have a good draw. The crowd might be receptive. Might right. That's, receptive. that's crazy. The, they correlate. So, and there's a, a lot of comedians love pro wrestling and a lot of pro wrestlers love comedy. And that's why that, that I'm not the only comedian that that's gone in the wrestling business. Most, most popularity, Ron Funches does a lot of wrestling commentary now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's all over wrestling now. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Nash at one point was going to get into uh, stand up comedy. Or- he he would have been good, but it, Nash is more like Nash is a storyteller, but you want Nash to sit down in front of a fireplace with a glass of wine. And, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and tell you stories like that. Right. That's how that's how Nash the Nash comes across as. Right. He's, he's he's a great guy. Like I've one of the beautiful things about wrestling is I've really gotten to work with most of people I I looked up to, and then as much as I endear that, I really endear the guys that I'm seeing come up that have gotten opportunities and and been places and. When I was going to ask you. The independence. I mean, I got to ring announce MJF a few times before he got signed. Oh, in. nice. And another good opportunity. There's a thing when I'm a ring announcer, right? And there's certain guys I have chemistry with when I announce them. Yeah. Locally, Colin Delaney's one of those guys. Butcher and a Blade. Like, they just, like, the way I say their name and they, they hit their, their stance at the same time, it's just absolutely perfect. And another another one of those guys was MJF. I only got the ring announce him a couple times, but just the way I said his name and the it, it, it were perfect sync. Yeah, perfect nice. sync. I was gonna ask you, um, who right now in e in, in Empire Wrestling is coming up that you would that you would be least surprised that would make it in pro, like go f- to the WWE. I I, I mean I they'd say it'd be a tie between Kevin Bennett and Bill Collier. Okay. Uh, I, I and are those two gonna ever fight? I mean, they have they've had matches. Yeah. Um, uh, we also have another guy. He's not from Buffalo, but he works for Empire State Wrestling named RJ City. Who he's blowing it up on Twitter, and he's appearing at WWE like really talk show program. Oh, so he's on his way. He's, he's one of the most. He was tag teaming with David Arquette for a while. Like he's wow. The oh, wow. RJ City's great. By the way, amazing Twitter follow. Please follow. RJ yeah, City I'm gonna Twitter. check that out. Um, but. Yeah. R- RJ, he's another guy like Bill, just for different reasons. Bill just looks like a pro wrestler and is one of the best workers. RJ is such a good entertainer. He's, he's you would think WWE would want. Like, oh my God, like, we need this guy. Like, and he was an actor and a bunch like, RJ is like 100% what a TV program should want. But, uh, but yeah, I'd say Bill Collier, just if we're talking Buffalo, Bill Collier and, and Kevin Bennett. Um, Kevin know, Bennett's the name that I, I, people know about. Yeah, yeah, Ke- yeah, yeah Kevin Bennett. He's done some WWE stuff, you know. Uh, you know, re- wrestling uh, like Andrade, and he's he just was on AEW Dark Elevation. Him and Kevin Blackwood went against Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, and wow. Uh, and you know, he, he's an older guy. I know he's one of my, he's a good buddy of mine, but still, like he he. I he's also a really nice dude, so I wish so much success on him. I don't, I can't find one person that doesn't like him. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just one of those guys. Yeah, he's, you know? he's one of those. He's, he's definitely on his way. And then another another thing I was just thinking about too, and this is an off topic now, not off topic, but what do you think was the greatest match in wrestling history? One match it doesn't matter if it's a three on three, one on one, tag team, t- whatever. If you had to pick, I already know mine. Really good question. Do you want me to say mine? Yeah. Why as well? Because I already think it's why you're thinking about it. Was the I Quit match? 
Uh, Rocket Ford? Yeah. And when, when, when he thought, when everyone thought he said I quit, but really it was just played on the speaker and he never said it. And they fooled the whole entire crowd and thought he, he said, I'll never say I quit. And they recorded that little clip. So then yeah. when, when he's, when he's, he was getting his ass beat by the rock and all of a sudden you hear, I quit. And everyone's like, what? Then it turns out that they just played it over the speaker. He never actually said it. So they had to, didn't they have to fight again or something? Now the rematch yeah, it. They had a, yeah, they had a halftime yeah. heat one. Yeah, because they that recorded was, his that, promo. That match like, to me was the greatest match of all time because they were all over the place. It was bloodshed. There was tables being thrown. Have you ever seen uh, Beyond the Mat, the wrestling documentary? Yeah, yeah actually, I have. Yeah, they, that, they cover that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was um, huge. Yeah, yeah that was such a was crazy his, match. Mick Foley's um, daughter was hysterical, and the hype up for it was it was fina- like Vince McMahon. Whoever thought of that entire premise, genius. This is a really tough question because yeah. there's a couple that come to my mind. Uh, like, you know, I mean, Mysterio and Guerrero at Halloween Havoc. Mm. Uh, just because I think that inspired. That's whole, an iconic. I think that inspired a whole generation of wrestlers now. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. It's a good point. You know, um, and st- and probably Steam, st- either Steamboat and Savage or Steamboat and Flair. Probably the second Ooh, you're one going back with that one. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. the, the, those would be like the ones I would talk about. Cause I think they, I think Steamboat and Savage inspired guys like Mysterio and Guerrero and yeah. Malenko. And then those guys inspired your AJ styles, your right. Jay lethals, um, you know, your Sammy Zanes, all, all these top guys, Dana Bryan's like, I, I think it was like this, this umbrella effect. And now those guys have inspired these new generation yeah. of guys c- coming up. So, and I hate to sound like, uh, I hate to sound like one of those guys. That's kind of like, being like you know with the with the in crowd with this one, but Austin Rock WrestleMania seventeen, yeah, like that that classic. build up classic. One of my best friends. That's his favorite match of all time. Yeah, yeah, like that that whole build up. The way they like everybody talk like kind of sound cliche, but the way they use my way in the promo video to lead up to it, you know, just the build up, and it was just like it's, wow. It's the Rock, it's all the Rock for Stone Cold. Uh, I can't remember what year it was. I don't even know if it was Wrestle. Might have been WrestleMania. Was it WrestleMania when the Rock went one with the uh, yeah, so people's they, elbow? They did. They did three. They did three Mania matchups. Yeah, and I want to say WrestleMania nineteen was the last one. The last one. Those were classics. Did all those. Rock win. Yeah, he won the last one. That's yeah. what. That's when Stone Cold retired. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking about. I think he won with the people's elbow. Rock right? won seventeen as well, though. Right? No, he won. Um, it was fifteen, seventeen, nineteen. Yeah, it was fifteen, Rock seventeen, lost. three. 17 and 15 and oh, okay. 19. What I yeah. liked about the rock though is he had two finishers. He had this rock bottom, but when he when he gave the, when he when he laid out the people's elbow, it was like a slow finish. Cuz you know he's got this. Yeah. He goes back and forth, he puts his elbow down, he gets on him. One, two. And it was it the time, the 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 delay it took for him to start his people's elbow to 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 the, to the three count. Your your heart would be racing. I, you're just watching, you're just like the excitement that came from that. The Rock there was had a nothing quality like that. that not many people have. Right. And it was more than just connecting with a wrestling audience. Rock could connect to people. Yeah. And yeah. look at him now. <laughs> right. He's the probably he, the biggest movie star in the world. He People want him to run for he president. Has so many programs. <laughs> I think he's actually to... been named the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like he and he's very likable. Like very likable. Like oh, you yeah. hear some some movie stars, people don't like this about him. Don't like they they start these rumors. They start this gossip. Like he doesn't how, do that. How many people hate Tom Cruise? But right. But nobody uh, hates the rock. No one. He's just a likable like, guy. You, any, you, you don't hear anything. Uh, I wish it was one day. You know? And it's funny because people threw out the joke that maybe he should run. The Rock should run for president. 
and it's like it's a joke you're like yeah there people are just joking whatever he's a wrestler but then you actually think about it like yeah maybe he'd be a good leader i I, if, I, the, if the Trump can do it, it. I, I would you know? vote for. Him. I would vote for him too. Vote for the Rock. Yeah. you know, I, I'd, I'd vote for the Rock. You know, I mean, that, that new show, Young Rock. That's kind of the premise, right? Yeah, I mean, right. This, this is America. Like my my wife said to me, we were watching one, and she goes, "Do you think that he's actually seeing if the, if he's good? This is a good reception to actually run him? Like, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, and uh, it might be a, it might be an experiment to see, you know. And Young Rock was actually a lot better than I thought it would. And the one thing I was impressed about with Young Rock was how on point everybody was. Well, the, the the people that they look like, first off, like, like I mean, I don't really know how Rock looked as a kid in high school, but like the guy that plays the Rock in college, he looks like Rock at that age, like right. almost, yeah. almost dead on. I think Junkyard Dog, they got on point. Um, Junkyard Dog and his dad, uh, whoever, the guys they played them. Yeah, the guy that plays Rocky Johnson looks just like, like him. him. Chic too, uh, pretty yeah. good. Uh, I still think that guy's appearing in indie shows now. Yeah. Brett Azar. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing on any show, but he's popping up. Uh, but yeah, no, some of those guys look so much like the guys are supposed to portray, which is it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, not the Vince McMahon. <laughs> the Vince yeah, Vince like man. You can't imitate him. The Randy Savage is like so so. Right. I think he's more the last episode. He that's that's when he was at yeah. his most ma- macho man, Randy Savage. I'm like, okay, now that's macho man. But yeah. That's a tough yeah. role to play. That's. It's Macho yeah, Man Randy Macho Savage. Man, that you, That's yeah. a tough role to jump into. That's somebody that that Randy Savage is like a one of a kind. Like you know, and God rest his soul, Randy Savage, and also New Jack. Yeah, who we just recently lost last week, and uh, I grew up an ECW kid as well. And, yeah, in yeah. ECW, New Jack. One thing I used to love about New Jack matches was that he came out, he just run out, start whooping ass. His music is still playing the whole time. <laughs> By the time his music was over, it was like the match was over. I, I remember being a kid and like, so one of the, you know, kind of backtracking mm-hmm. to my love for wrestling. But uh, so I grew up like, so I grew up like pretty poor and then like got to move to like town town on the area a little bit, you know, a little better. But I grew up really poor in the east side of Buffalo uh, for like nine years of my life. And we didn't have cable. We had like one of those antenna televisions. But I'll tell you, you can get some pretty obscure wrestling with that antenna yeah. on Saturdays. Like yep. I would, I would be able to watch superstars. I'd be able to watch WCW Worldwide, just on these weird channels. But then Channel sixty seven WNGS, uh, which is the America One Network, and yeah. now there's something else over it. Um, I should know it's going to talk about this on my podcast. But so they would air Smoky Mountain Wrestling, USWA, and then ECW, and I really started to love those like second tier wrestling like seeing these guys come up and or the old legends going there and right. i think that's why I, I i fell in love with independent wrestling and such a big part of it but yeah, yeah. like ecw i remember being a kid and like natural born killer it was, it, yeah, yeah 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 you're like oh new jack's coming out new jack and myself are gonna come out all the bloodshed and all the tables it was just like so they had they, they had to one up the the you know the, the big names wcw wwf at the time and they did because they really came out and they did a little bit, a little bit extra because, with the exception of Rod Van Dam and the Dudleys, nobody left WCW and became a real bigger star at those other things. I mean, you could bring a Mysterio yeah. and all that, but he wasn't there long enough. Yeah, right. like, but Raven was at his best there. Dreamer was at his best yeah. there. Sandman was at his best there. Mike yeah. Whipwreck was at his best there. You know, like, and ECW yeah. brought another, brought a level that was so high that wrestling magazines couldn't ignore it. And they were getting written about just as much as all the other ones were. You would yeah, open up a wrestling magazine, and there's ECW. There's, you know, the cage matches and stuff. the exact moment I got into wrestling. Um, like, I would always see it here and there. Like, 
my first one of my first like actual memories was uh it was like raw or something where the Undertaker stuffed Jim Corn Jim Cornette into a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> but like the first when I like really really started getting into it was like late '98. It was like just before uh, Stone Cold and Undertaker had that buried alive match. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's when uh, they used to have like Livewire or Super, one of them in it. They used to come so, on Saturday morning. So live, yeah, Livewire was like the talk show one. Heyman would call it. It'd be Bruce from Connecticut. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, so it was like it was like an angle where Stone Cold was uh, hit in the face with a shovel by Undertaker, like passed yeah. out. Undertaker tried to embalm him, and then like that the next week on Raw is when they uh, stuffed Paul Bear into a manhole. And that yeah. stuff was like the funniest thing ever. I remember, I remember the exact time that you're talking about. It was from week to week. You they would leave you cliffhanging on what was going to happen next, and it was yeah. always something crazy. Yeah. It's always like a car pulling up. Who's in that car? They're about to, you know what I mean? Some, some what, what just happened? Like they just leave you yeah. a cliffhanger. Think yeah. about the amount of time Stone Cold destroyed vehicles, and he was arrested. Like in the attitude era, like yeah, man. Yeah, and it showed you, it showed you there's a real aspect behind it because yeah. you hear about these arrests and be like, whoa, that really right. happened. And then uh, ECW, my first time ever watching ECW, I noticed Taz, it was when Taz was like the world champion, he like stuck barbed wire into Jerry's mouth. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a definitely memorable moment. I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. and then my first uh, my first show ever going to was uh, Fully Loaded 99. That was the first time ever being in wrestling. And it was like, I was ready. Yeah, I remember my first match, first time seeing like Ric Flair. It was WCW. That was the first, first wrestling show I ever did. It was WCW. And I remember seeing it. Was, I think it was Ric Flair versus... I can't remember who. It was really... It was late 90s, but it was incredible. It was just like the whole time, heart pumping. And it was just such a good thing, especially when you're there live. It's nothing better than that. Yeah. And, and you're it, actually watching it like right there. As a kid, I think that's what hooked me. Like My first was like Niagara Falls Convention Center and like Yokozuna, Bret Hart, mm. you know, Diesel... Yeah. Uh, Razor Ramon, just Sean Yeah, Ramon, the great names like, from the 90s. Just, just, yeah, that, and I think that's why I, I hold that era. So, you know, I keep bringing my buddy John and Nash. Like, we, we love that era. Like, yeah. 90, 94, 95, man. I, I know it was down business, but no, I, it was I, a good, it was I'll a good keep era. pumping it up, man. You know, what, you, know what, you know what really highlights that era is the Sega Genesis game. Then WrestleMania yeah. 95. So, where you can choose between Bret Hart. <laughs> Razor Ramon, Yokozuna, Bam Bam Bigelow, Lex Luger. So Russ made the arcade game, right? Yes. Was it the one where they had the crazy stuff too, like Doink the Clown and everything? Yeah, Doink the Clown. Yeah, yeah. The, the Royal Rumbles and Pan Am, yeah. Pan Am. Yeah. Boom <laughs> Shaka Lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, game, they stole the line. That game highlighted the mid-90s wrestling. Yeah, I think my first game was uh, Warzone. Yeah, I remember. War was Warzone the one with the terrible promos? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like Ahmed Johnson, you couldn't understand yeah, what he was like, saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that for Nintendo 64? That was like the first like PlayStation one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like the, um, but those games got good over time. Arcade, the arcade game was like the first one. The um, new ones are incredible. Oh, yeah, they got the new ones where it's like you're. You're actually living it. Really. Nothing plays better than No Mercy to Brand 64. It's still the greatest wrestling game of all time. Yeah, yes. I, I totally agree with that. And, and I love WCW vs. the World right be behind it. In my yeah. Opinion. Yeah, I used to like the one cheat code. I think that was the one where uh, you can credit your player and stuff. You uh, play like the Battle Royal. It's like a certain point. Yeah, yeah. If you don't choose things, see it like coming out yep. from Raptors. Right, 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 right. And That's... WCW Thunder was the craziest game. That was a good game, too. If you unlocked all the cheat codes off the the, the Game Shark, or I forget what that actual cheat website was called. Yeah, it was a magazine board, too. or something, yeah. or whatever. But I. You could get all these crazy characters, including like the head of security, Doug Dillinger, but you could also play as this 
pre-Mantis. It made no sense, but I would I made this pre-Mantis a world champ, man. I, yeah. I'd wrestle Randy Savage as the pre-Mantis. I used to love, I love that. Because I love pre-Mantis. I was like, this is cool. I used to love that. Oh, make sure check my phone. Make sure it's not. Okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah, man. At, uh, one thing, yeah, you mentioned Yokozuna. Like, I Yoko was uh, great, man. That's another I, guy. I hear like I, I, I think he would do good in this era. You hold on. You got we we can't ignore it. We're talking about Yokozuna. What's up with this story that he shit his pants? Does anyone know about that story? I never really heard about. It. I've heard him. I've heard I've a giant. <laughs> that, that, that's a thing. Like I've heard that story where he would like sit down with a guy and he would actually poop his pants. Flares uh, done it. Flares. Who said it? I, I was watching some YouTube video I, and they were talking about fighting Yokozuna and he. Farted or something, something along the lines. He farted or shit his pants, and then he sat on his face, and he said he smelled it. It might have been Undertaker. I think it might have been Undertaker. I know Stone Cold said he shit. I mean, it sounds crazy, disgusting, but it's something you got. It's a crazy story. dropping and Stone Cold shit himself. I think I think sometimes with the way your body movement and like these guys are yeah they're just taking like you know they're either drinking energy drinks or they're drinking like you know at that point it was uh the. When you drink right before you go out work out, I can't think. Of yeah, supplements, like, you know. Drinks. But yeah, like they're just getting pumped up for that, and I, and it just happens. You right. know, I mean, you know, it, I'm sure it it still happens. You know, nowadays today, I've I've seen it happen on the indie wall. So yeah, you know, it's it, it's it just happens. Yeah, it's been about it's been a little over an hour, man, and it's been amazing conversation. Yeah, and. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing a lot right now uh first off uh, i have two wrestling podcasts one is called rediscovering the indies and it's an independent wrestling history podcast so we take a topic from independent wrestling every month and we break it down we go over the history and all that right now we're actually been doing a four long it's gonna be a four-part series about xpw where uh, part three is actually gonna release uh very okay. shortly really quick was that the one that was like kind of linked to porn Yes. Um, nice. Uh, um, yes. So we've been talking, but we we talked about like the NBA or the NWA title after you know WWE disbanded it and what happened to it there. And we we've talked about Roland Alexander, who was infamous for Beyond the Mat for the, the pro, promoter from California. And we've had a lot of other topics. Talk about Blackcraft Wrestling. And a, lot, a lot of fun topics. The XPW one has been really popular, and our audience has been growing substantially and uh so you can check us out rta rta pod on twitter and rediscovering indies on instagram and, and facebook and like you said if you like wrestling history you want to know more about independent wrestling history rediscovering indies uh and then i'm a part of another wrestling podcast called wrestlenomics with myself and my uh by the way me and jonathan ashley rediscovering indies but i co-host with brandon thurston he's like the main wrestlenomics guy and i come on um and we talk about the business of pro wrestling right. so current business so, so we break down Television ratings, television deals, attendance figures, uh, personnel moves, stock prices, whatever it may be. Nice. Audio clips from people like Stephanie McMahon. Real, into the, all the logistics about like, it. Like the business. Yeah. The, we're not going to talk about matches or creative, but we'll talk about the business. That's some, for, like, for the, the real nerds of wrestling the, the, out there. The that, business. You know, that's, what, that's up your alley. Um, okay. And there's a great yeah, WrestleNomics Patreon where we have tons of stats on the ratings, report, and all that. Um, oh. And then just finally, the, the you know, things are opening up. Uh I got a lot of wrestling on the horizon. I've been working for a company in New Jersey called uh, Northern, Northern Federation Wrestling, NFW. Lots of great up-and-coming stars in that. Uh, Empire State Wrestling will be returning soon. Check us out. Uh, check it out, ESW, for Facebook and uh, Twitter and all that. We'll have the return date very shortly. Nice. I'm actually be doing these videos where I'm on the hunt for the date. And awesome. um, 
I also uh, been working with Excite Wrestling again in Binghamton. We're nice. doing live demonstrations right now. Wow, you're doing <laughs> live stuff. Uh, and I'll be doing that actually this weekend. Uh, and we're doing like a Battle of New York tournament. Who's the the best wrestler in New York State? So that who's on side? Wow, so that's, that's interesting. We're, we're, that's starting this weekend, which I I'll, I'm gonna be I'll following be that for sure. Um, whatever, whatever links are that you just mentioned are all in the description. So yeah. whatever, it's all um, in there. Check it out. It's Patreon, everything. And then Ground Force fights. Uh, I'm doing MMA for them. The they're back in the saddle. We got a few events. They're going to be going on in 2021, and I think I'm not forgetting any other wrestling promotions I currently work for. Um, new Breed Entertainment is a new company. I'm going to see it. I'm going to do a show for in August. Nice. Uh, and then I don't feel like I said, I, I, might, I might be forgetting something. And I'm always, if you want a ring announcer, I'm your guy. I can do wrestling, kickboxing, boxing, MMA. Good old DX, right? I've done PA, public address announcing for sports, too. Uh, but yeah, so I mean that's and if you need a comedian too, uh, yeah, this is your guy for everything. Best Buffalo, uh, best comedian Buffalo Art Force Magazine. Yep, I remember that. So I remember I was, that. I was good at one point. <laughs> so, yeah, you still are. You still got it, Jack of all trades. Yeah. Still got it, man. So that's why I wanted to have you, man, because you're just you're you're one of the biggest names in local scene, like for everything. You know yeah, what I mean? Cool. Just into entertainment in general. And that's the thing, Buffalo comedy too. You know, I could definitely hook you up with some guests that would probably yeah, be yeah, much for better sure. for Buffalo comedy than I can, but. The comedy scene in Buffalo is absolutely amazing, yeah, and and same thing with the wrestling scene. And support those, you know, along with all our arts and culture scene and, and and the music scene. And there's a lot of like public activism and a lot of great stuff. But Buffalo really is becoming like, the beer scene too. I love craft beer. Yeah. The beer scene in Buffalo is for sure. bonkers. For sure, I feel like Buffalo is shining even more now so than it has been in years. So yeah, know, let's support our city, support our people, no matter what they're doing. Music, wrestling, comedy, yeah, acting, yeah, acting, podcasting. All right, guys. So see you later, Mary Boy. Your main event contest, the Square Circle Project, Ruben Street, is a singles match scheduled for one fall. Your official referee, DM Stevens. Introducing first, Haley from Kila Hill, 10304, weighing in tonight at 225 pounds, he is the Dirty Daddy, he is Chris Dickinson!